Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the 2020 Mindset Leadership Conference. I'm your host, Riley Jensen, and today I'm super excited to um, invite in our next guest, who um, I've known uh, for quite a few years now. I've, I've been involved with him in the, the all-poly football camp. I've been involved with him just as he's been recruiting players in the state of Utah. And then originally met him because he was a coach at my alma mater, Utah State University. And I'd just like to introduce you to a great and phenomenal person. He's outstanding in every way. Uh, Stanford University defensive coordinator, Lance Anderson. Lance, thanks so much for joining us today. We, we really appreciate a little bit of your time. Oh, you're sure welcome, Riley. It's great to, great to be with you. Great to spend a little bit of time with you today. You're, you're looking good, man. You, you, look, you look like you've lost a little bit of weight. You're looking svelte. You're looking like you're ready to play linebacker again or something. Well, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, I mean, I am trying to get my walk in, you know, a couple times a day and, uh, you know, yeah. in between everything else. And, uh, yeah, all, all, all that coaching and all these Zoom calls, man, you're fitting it all in. So you're, you're figuring it out for us. Yeah, we're definitely – I've been so, talking with some of the other coaches in our staff. Sometimes we, we feel like we're probably more busy now – than when we're in the office with so many, uh, you know, Zoom calls, Zoom meetings, phone calls, uh, you know, and then trying to prep for all these meetings. Uh, it, we're staying busy for sure. I, I've been getting the same feedback from people out in the corporate world. Other coaches that we've been talking to in this conference are like, man, it's crazy. We're at home and you'd think that you'd have like extra time, but it's just one after another, after another, after another, and getting prepared and everything else. So we're, we're staying busy for sure. It's an adjustment, right? How, what have you, you know, and I'm going off script here already just because, just because that's kind of what I do, but how, how have you been able to maintain some sort of sense of routine or some sort of like sanity through all this? Well, it, it's, it's really, it's different for sure, but I'll say as, as time has gone on, I think we've definitely settled into a little bit of a routine where uh, now we've got time set for our staff meetings time set for our, our meetings with our players, you know, try to help to carve out a certain amount of time for, you know, Zoom calls or phone calls with recruits and high school coaches. Um, I got time carved out to watch film and start working on those first few opponents next year, start working on our install for, for fall camp, things like that. So um, it, it's been, it's been good. Um, I think we've got a good, good routine set up. Um, and even though like we mentioned it's been busy, but it's just kind of nice having family around and being with family. And uh, you know, like I mentioned uh, you know, early on, I can, I can carve out a little bit of time every morning to, to go on a, on a walk with my wife and the dogs and do the same thing in the evening. So it's, uh, it's, it's there's been some good family time too. That's, that's, that's really cool. I, I don't think people who are outside of football actually know how much time you spend away from family. And so I'm sure that, Sure, there there is some silver lining for you to be able to spend time with your kids, spend time with your dogs, your wife, and and all those sorts of things. Because I, I'll be honest, I I coached at North Carolina State for two years as a GA, and I was like, I don't know how I could ever do this to my family. I don't know how I'll ever get married. I don't know who would be, you know, you must have an angel wife because I know how many. Oh, I, I do, I do. That, that's, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. So. Um, well, we 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 wish you the best on on this time with your family. Um, what do you think, and I'm not talking about like maybe the definition that comes out of a dictionary, but what, what do you think your definition of mental toughness is through this COVID-19 with the players that you've coached, with the coaches that you've been around? What's your definition of that? Yeah, just in general, when you talk 
mental toughness, I think uh, you know, one way to define it is having the ability to adjust to whatever situation you're placed in, whatever circumstances you, you encounter. And through all of that, still being able to find success, be able to find a way to accomplish your goals. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. You know, that, it seems to be a theme with a lot of the coaches that I'm talking to is just, you know, whether it's adaptability, whether it's flexibility, whether it's this ability to go with the punches type thing and, and still succeed. I, I, I love that thought of just kind of being, you know, I heard one of my colleagues one time refer to mental toughness as being like water. You know, water, if you, if you, if you look at it and, it and it runs into obstacles, it runs into trees, it runs into rocks, but it, it just goes over it, it goes around it, it goes under it, and it just kind of flows with whatever's happening, right? It doesn't complain that there's a rock in the way. It doesn't complain that there's places in the way. It just continually flows to where it needs to go. And I just love this thought of being adaptable and flexible. And if you look at, you know, you're up, you're on the plane all the time, you're looking down at a river, you know. It's never a straight shot from Salt Lake City to the, the Pacific Ocean, right? It's just, it winds and it, and it, and it just kind of goes through all this meandering. And, and I feel like that's mental toughness. That's how you get to your destination, right? It, it certainly is. And um, in football, as well as in life, you, it's, things are never exactly the same. You're always going to encounter different issues, different problems, different circumstances. And no matter what, those issues or circumstances are, you have to find a way to still be successful and accomplish whatever it is that you, you need to do. Have, have players, how long have you been coaching? Um, a little over, a little over 20 years, 20 years. How much has the player changed over the years and how's that changed you and your approach? You know, I, I think, uh, social media has changed things a lot. Um, just with uh, all the information that's out there and that's readily available, um, you know, that's, that's very different. When I first uh, first started started coaching, um, obviously that's affected the way that we recruit, the way that we uh, communicate, the way that we interact with uh, with prospects. Uh, it's made some things easier. Some things are way more streamlined than what they used to be when I when I first got into coaching, but. Uh, you know, it's also so, so different too, and you have to adapt to those those changing times. Our kids, I hear a lot from coaches that the kids are are much more athletically prepared, but mentally sometimes it's it's different. Is is there a difference in the way that you have to handle the athletes that you're getting now, or is it is it fairly the same? You just have to approach it differently. You know, I, I think uh, you may have to approach things a little bit differently. Um, I think now because of whether it's social media or just everything is so readily available and out there in the open, um, I think especially at, at the division one level of in athletics, kids have such high expectations and uh, there, there's such a you know, need right now in society that just there is you know, immediate rewards or immediate gratification. It seems like, you know, overall, um, whether it's, it's, the kids you coach or just kind of society in general is kind of less willing to work and wait for uh, their reward or wait for results. They just, you know, want it instantaneously. And uh, sometimes that's what, that's what can be challenging in, uh, in coaching. That can be challenging in football because, uh, you know, sometimes it's not easy to get the, those results that you might want. Sometimes it takes, it takes time. It takes effort. 
um, to, to see the, the rewards that you you're looking for. Yeah, I, I would imagine that that's tough to temper, especially when they see other of their friends immediately on social media having some early success or or doing things a little bit earlier in their career. I, I, I talk to players all the time, whether it's football, whether it's track and field, is that, you know, college athletics is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, it's a sprint to maturity, but it's a marathon to success, right? So that, if you, that, that's, if you exactly, beat, that's exactly right. If you can beat people to maturity, you're going to have a chance to be successful more early, but it's still a marathon. You have to outlast people. I mean, I, and I also tell them, well, you better love your sport because it's going to take way more than it gives you. Yes, it's going to give you a ton, but you better love it because it's going to eat you up, it's going to consume you, and it's going to be difficult. And, you know, it's a great – I still think that college sports is a great educator in, the, uh, in, in tempering that this, this instant gratification, this Google society that we live in, this McDonald's society that we live in where we can have a full meal within – three minutes and we're complaining if it was four minutes because we had to wait at the little stop after, right. Or it's, you know, whatever it is. And it's not that that's such a bad thing. It's just that they're so used to having so much information and so much given back to them so quickly that it, that college sports can be such a great teacher for that longevity for sticking with things and for staying with things. Do you, do you feel yes. like that was still a great educator that way? Oh, for, for sure it is. And that's, and, I think that just, you know, what people have to realize, what, you know, athletes have to realize is that, that everyone is different. There's not just one roadmap for, for everyone. And uh, over the years here at Stanford, I mean, we've had some phenomenal talents, you know, guys like Christian McCaffrey, Solomon Thomas, where things might come a little bit easier to them. They might have success a little bit earlier uh, than some other guys. And I think sometimes some of their teammates, guys around them, they want that same thing. They want that same success. They get, oh, hey, I, I work just as hard. I put in just as much time. But it's different for everybody. And I think, uh, you know, patience and work ethic are, are just things that you have to, have to learn, you have to develop. And I think the great thing is, for the most part, football, athletics, it, it teaches you those things. Yeah, I just – I think that anything worthwhile in this life, including me getting married to my wife takes a little bit longer and is a little bit more difficult than you think it's going to be. Right. It's just that's exactly, that's exactly you, right. You can have that mindset that you're going to be in this for the long game that I better pack a lunch. Usually I'm a little bit more successful, you know, um, tell me this, um, in your career, talk to us a little bit about your career, where you played, how you came up in the coaching ranks, and then talk to us a little bit about how mindset's been important to your career. I could go on for a long time with this, but Good. I'll pretty, pretty, we got time. Let's talk about you. Fairly, fairly brief. Um, but uh, went to high school in uh, kind of South Central Idaho. Graduated from Minico High School. I uh, first out of high school, I walked on at uh, at BYU. Then I served an LDS mission. After coming back from my mission, I wasn't sure how much playing time I would get at BYU. They had dropped their JV football program. And so at that point, I decided to transfer to uh, Idaho State. And uh, so went on and played there. Um, you know, suffered through a lot of, a lot of injuries and uh, you know, didn't have the kind of playing career that I, that I would have liked. And as I look back, that's one regret that I, you know, looking back, could I have done something different? Uh, should I have done something more? Um, 
but didn't, didn't have a great playing career, but I've always loved football, loved athletics, um, and thought for a while I might pursue a different career, maybe going into medicine, maybe into pharmacy. And uh, I was actually in the pharmacy program at Idaho State and just decided, wow, I, I think I would love to coach. That's where my passion really is. I'll never know if I can be successful doing that unless I try it. Um, and that's where, so I first started getting into coaching uh, at Idaho State. Tom Walsh was the, was the head coach at that time. And I uh, started out as just a you know, volunteer student assistant, did that for just a few months. And then uh, one of those restricted earnings uh, jobs opened up and you know, I was excited to make you know, $12,000 a year and have, have benefits. Um, that's where things started, where it was in Idaho State. So I was there, uh, there a couple of years. Um, our head coach, Tom Walsh, was, was fired. He was let go. Actually followed him to one of the spring leagues, the RFL, the Regional Football League. It was the year before uh, the first XFL started. And uh, we were with a team in Mobile, Alabama. So did that for a season. And, you know, like most spring leagues, things got a little shaky after that one year. And uh, ended up going to Bucknell University. And uh, spent, uh, you know, actually spent four years at Bucknell. After Bucknell, I went to St. Mary's College in the, in the East Bay. Uh, then went to Utah State. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, Riley, uh, after Utah State, I went to the University of San Diego. I was there for a couple of years. And that's where I got connected with Jim Harbaugh. And uh, so after the University of San Diego, I followed Jim to Stanford. And I've been there ever since. Um, so going on 14 years at Stanford now. And that's, that's a long time in one place uh, coaching. But I mean, yeah. all, those, all those other stops were about one or two years. Before Stanford, Bucknell being there for four years was my, was my longest, uh, longest stop. It's, it's not for the faint of heart. Being a college football coach, man, it's, I, I'm sure you're grateful when you get in a situation like Stanford where there's some stability and you've been able to establish your culture and, and, the, and the lifestyle that, that, uh, that helps you guys to be successful there. Side note, where did you go on your mission? Um, I went to Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona, man. It's beautiful. All the way from Minico, Idaho. <laughs> yes, yes. From Idaho down to Phoenix, I I, I loved it there. It was, it was a great that's, place, and now that's part of my recruiting area. So, oh, that's that's awesome. Get to go back and yes. check out the old the old places. Um, when you look back at your coaching career, your playing career, what's your what's your biggest failure, and and what did you learn from that, and how did you how did you grow and get more mentally tough through that? You know, probably when I, my biggest failure is probably, like, like I mentioned, I was, you know, disappointed with my, with my playing career that I didn't accomplish more as a player. And I often look back and, you know, with some of the injuries I struggled through, like, could I have done more in terms of rehab? Could I have been smarter? I was some of the things that I, that I did. Sometimes I even, even questioned, you know, that, you know, where I went to school, should I have gone, you know, maybe played at a little bit lower level. Maybe I would have had more success there. But um, bottom line is, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the people I met during that time. You know, I loved the game. And uh, even though that didn't go quite the way I would like, but I think it motivated me even more as a coach that, hey, I, I, I love this game. And I, I, I want to be involved in this game. And uh, I think it motivated me to work hard and become the very best coach that I could possibly be, be willing to put in whatever, whatever time, whatever effort, whatever I needed to do uh, to learn the game to be successful so I could be uh, you know as prepared as a coach as I possibly could be yeah when 
when you um, when, when you think about the mental game or when you think about the influences on you throughout the years, do you do you find yourself mimicking some of the coaches that you played for? Is there a coach that was especially positive with you or believed in you that helped you to become, you know, uh, a person who stresses uh, this mental toughness and physical toughness that takes place with, man, you've had so many good players on the defense down there at Stanford. Yeah. You know, I, I just, boy, I just think football is such a great game. You learn so many things from it. And, you know, I, I go back all the way to being like a, like, like in early in high school, like ninth and 10th grade and like my, my ninth grade coach, uh, uh, his name is Palmer Prophet, and uh, I think he was, he was so instrumental in, in kind of instilling that that confidence in me and that that work ethic and what could be achieved. And um, I, I just think that's kind of influenced a lot of you know who I am and my work ethic uh, ethic today, just because of you know the things that he taught me, the way he coached me, uh, how positive he was, and the opportunities that that he gave me, and. Uh, and that's continued to, I mean, it seems like every single situation I've been, whether it was as a player or a coach, I've learned so much from all, all the people around me. And I, I look back at, a, at, at my coaching career, I just look at how fortunate I've been to be around uh, a lot of the coaches that I have. I, you know, starting out with Idaho State with Tom Walsh, you know, who's a former coordinator in the NFL, and um, some of the other influences, uh, whether it's Dave Adolph or um, Vic Fangio, uh, Jim Harbaugh, you have the chance to work with David Shaw now and just, you know, the countless assistants that I've worked with. It's just, uh, you know, those guys have such a wealth of knowledge. I think I've taken something from, from every single person that I've worked with. How do you, how do you uh, balance between, because I think, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in this, but it seems like with coaching, it's almost like a fatherly relationship. You can't be their best friend but you also need to install that belief and be able to push them, but also encourage them. How do you, how do you keep that balance? Is it, is it, is it just trial and error with each player? Do you, do you get a good feel for some basic fundamentals of that kind of coaching? Cause I, I feel like that's a difficult situation knowing when to push, knowing when to put your arm around them, knowing when to love them up and knowing when to get after them a little bit. Overall, kind of my philosophy has been uh, that you need to have a relationship with your players that extends, you know, beyond just being on the field, off the field. I think you need to know them. You need to know about their families, their likes, their dislikes, their their beliefs, their values, things that are important to them. Um, and they need to know that you do, that you care about them, that you want the best for them. And sometimes that, that takes time to build that relationship. Um, I've always believed, too, you know, philosophy-wise that, the guys I coach, I, I want to be demanding. I want to coach them hard. I want to ask a lot of them. But also, I, I want them to always know that, that I care, that I want the best for them. And if there's, there's a day when maybe I've got to yell at them a little bit more than I'd like, I want to make sure afterwards I pull them aside and let them know that, hey, I, I, mean, I, I, I care about you. I want the best for you. And this is why um, we're doing this. But I've also found over the years that everybody is different. Every player is different. Um, you know, what makes each guy tick is, is different. And, and that's what you need to find is, uh, you know, what works for each individual guy. And, I mean, there, there are some guys that you can, you can coach hard. You can be very demanding. Maybe you can yell at him a little bit and, and that's going to motivate him. You're going to get a lot out of him. But others, if you treat them that way, they'll go into a shell a little bit. 
and uh, you know they won't respond the way that you you like. So that's why I think it's said in the beginning. I think it's so important to get to know your players, get to know a little bit of how they respond, what motivates them, um, because I think uh, you know guys are all different, and you got to find what works with uh, with each one of them. Do you think you're do you think you're harder on players or? Do you think that you're a little softer on players than you were in the beginning of your career? Um, I think you know maybe standard wise, I've maybe even become a little bit a little bit harder than hey, this is this is what we expect, this is what we need you to do, and just over the years learning, hey, these are the things that are going to allow you to have success or to get to where you want to be, where we want to be. But I think overall, I, I've become more understanding that uh, I mean, the, the kids are different, and I think it's. Uh, you know, part of it is being a parent too, being a father, just raising your own kids. You, you realize that they're not all the same. They don't all respond the same way. And, uh, and you need to find what works for, for each one of them. And, and I think just in today's day and age, there's just so many things that these kids are going through. There's so many pressures, uh, so much pressure that they're under. And I, that's why it's important to get to know, uh, get to know them, get to know their background and know a little bit, little, little bit about what they're, what they're going through. That's a, that's that's really cool. That's uh, I think that's a, the toughest thing about coaching is 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 that that delicate touch between being hard on them and setting a standard and also being understanding and 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 being able to build them. Talk to me a little bit because I I know for a fact that if I were to sit down with you and I had an hour to talk X's and O's, and I think this is true with so many coaches around the country that I would have a blast. I'd be like, okay, so I'm going to motion to a tight end trip. So I'm going to shift over here. I'm going to do this. What's your reaction? And you're going to say, well, we're going to do this. And if you think you're going to throw this route, you better make sure that you can get that off because I'm bringing pressure. I'm bringing four week from this side and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. And I would have a blast. Like, I, and, and I feel like I could do that with so many coaches around the country. But I feel like the difference, and, and I think this is true with Coach Shaw. I think this is true with you. I think this is true with, Kyle Whittingham at the University of Utah and Bronco Mendenhall at Virginia. I feel like those guys not only have all that, but you guys know how to set up a culture, right? And that the, the great coaches seem to know how to set up and build culture even better than what their system is. I mean, I, I feel like you guys could run the wishbone at Stanford because of the culture you have and, and you'd still win ball games and you'd still be consistent winners. And I'm not sure the X's and O's of like, what you're trying to do is as important as culture. Do you think that's true? And then secondly, how do you, how do you get that on a consistent basis? How do you build that? I, I think there's, there's a lot of truth to that. I think, uh, I mean, a lot of I mean, football is the ultimate team game. There's no other game like it where I mean, you've got a roster of over a hundred players. You've got you know, 11 guys on the field at any, any one given time. And, you need to have success. You need all those guys working together and being on, on the same page. So I think culture, chemistry, uh, th those are so important to have success in, uh, in the game of football. And uh, the coaches that you mentioned, especially, you know, my boss, Coach Shaw, I think they, they do a great job of, of building that, that chemistry and developing that culture. And I think uh, that can be a unique chemistry and a unique culture because every school is different. Every, the environment at every school is different. And, uh, you know, Coach Shaw, having been a former student athlete at Stanford, I think has a great understanding of what it's like to be a student athlete at Stanford and uh, has a great understanding of, of what Stanford is and what Stanford is about and what kind of kids 
will flourish here? What kind of kids will be successful here? And those are the kind of kids that we have, have worked hard to recruit. And uh, you know, for the most part, I think because of the kind of kids that we have, um, their work ethic, their attitudes, their, their beliefs, desires, I mean, they, we, we've had a good culture, good chemistry. And uh, I mean, we, as a result, I think we've had a lot of success. Um, but I think there is a, it doesn't just happen naturally. I think you've got to find uh, you know, the right kind of kids. Uh, a lot of times we think the guys will just emerge as, as leaders or leaders will develop. That, that doesn't always happen. I think a lot of times guys need, they need good examples to learn from as, as young players, but they also need um, you know, instruction as, as, as coaches um, you know, to what, what it takes to be a good leader, what it takes to be, be a good teammate. And uh, you know what it means to you know have good team chemistry and to have a have a positive team culture. I I love that, and I think I I think the greatest compliment to what you guys are doing is that you're that you are teachers, not just coaches, right? Like you're constantly teaching, not just on the field but off the field. And you know I look I look at the program Stanford from thirty thousand feet away, right? And it's just it's just really cool to see it because. People are like, oh, well, it's easy to recruit to Stanford because you're getting all these outstanding kids. Well, Stanford didn't always win, and they were still getting outstanding kids, right? And so you guys are doing some great things, and I, I, I do think that it takes development, and I think it takes work, and I think a lot of it is the, the culture that you guys have established. It's fun for me to watch. It's fun for me to see players from the state of Utah go and play at Stanford and, and be successful and, and have an opportunity to have either a professional career or a professional career out in the world that is that is super successful and outstanding. I mean, I know one kid that um, that I played with his brothers at Snow College, a guy by the name of Brad Cook. He's the president at Snow College right now, and he's been all around the world as an educator and administrator because he played at Snow, and then he played at Stanford University, and that, that set him up for the rest of his life. And it's just fun to see the full circle of, of what happens with your players and so many players from the state of Utah that have been successful there and are, are being successful out in the world right now. It's fun. It's really fun to watch. It's, it's a really special place. I mean, I, I love coaching there. I love working there. And the main reason I love it so much it is because of the kind of kids that we have. I mean, it, it is just, it is fun to coach those guys. It is fun to teach those guys. And it's great to see so many of them go on and have so much success in the NFL on the next level. But like you mentioned, Bradley, even beyond that, to me, it's amazing to look at once football's done, the kind of jobs and opportunities they have, the kind of things that they're doing. Um, it's it's really impressive, and it's a uh, it's been fun to be around. Uh, you know, such such a great group of young men. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But do you read any books? Do you do you, what what what's the last book you read, or what's one that's been impactful to you that has helped you to coach these players on mindset or on you know, life skills or leadership skills? Um, you know, for me, like I mentioned in the beginning, I am, I'm just a huge sports fan. I, I love sports. I love football. And so a lot of my reading is, you know, sports related. Um, I just had a chance. I picked up a couple of, you know, the Parcells book, Belichick book. I, I love reading the Bill Walsh books. Um, I mean, I, I just love, you know, I love the John Gruden book. Do you love football? I mean, there's just so many things. I, I, I try to read as much about you know coaching as I can, and and not not just football. I think the other sports are great. Um, you know, so that's you know again maybe I'm a little narrow minded there with that, but I, I love. I mean, I love reading uh, you know things sports related. Yeah, 
That's fun. That's fun. If if I were to take a group of your peers from from Minico High School or BYU when you were there, Idaho State football when you were there, they would say that Lance Anderson will be successful in life because he blank. What do you think? What do you think the answer to that question would be? Um, I would say it probably had has to be you know work ethic or tenacity. Um, I mean, what, whatever whatever I do, I always I'm going to give it my best effort, and I'm going to put in uh, you know a lot of time. Uh, you mentioned it early earlier, Riley, just the, the life of a coach and the time requirements and things like that. My family's been great. My wife is great to put up with uh, with all of that. Uh, but through the years and all the different places I've been, I've you know always put in put in a lot of time, put in a lot of effort. Uh, I've enjoyed every place that I've been. Um, my wife likes to say that. I probably have to put in more time because I'm not as efficient as uh, as other people. <laughs> so so you're hard to make work. up for that, I've got to put in the time. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, I, I'm sure that's probably true. And I, you know, I don't know very many good college coaches that aren't aren't afraid to put the work in because the the time constraints and the video and the recruiting and the the amount of effort it's it's certainly uh, uh, to me. I have a lot of respect for coaches, especially for the time missed with family. And uh, it's, it's, it's hard work. It is. I'll tell you, the thing for me, though, is I, mean, I, I absolutely love it. And I love every aspect of it. I mean, I love the X's and O's. I love uh, the practices. I, I, but I love the recruiting part of it uh, also. And it's, it's so great for me to have such a, a great family that is so supportive of that because, you know, I do put in a lot of time and, but for me, a lot of times it doesn't seem like work because I love every every part of it. Oh, that's a good, that's a good feeling. There's no question that when you when you get into a job that you love, it doesn't feel like work and uh, allows you to be more successful because you don't feel like you're working. You feel like you're doing exactly. something you love to do, right? So, a um, couple more questions before we go. If you could rewind to 20 years ago when you were first starting coaching. Uh, what advice would you give to a young Lance Anderson? Um, I would say, you know, for a young Lance Anderson or for any young coach, um, like I just mentioned, I really think the, the number one, the most important thing you can do is just is, is work hard. Be willing to do whatever it is that you are asked to do. There, there is no, no task that is, that is too small, that is, uh, is not meaningful. Whatever you're asked to do, give, give things your best effort. Um, I also... I look back at all the great coaches I was, I was around and sure I learned something from all of them, but uh, I would say, make sure you take time as a coach to learn from, from all of the other coaches you're around, all the coaches you're working with, find time to sit down and, and talk with those guys about what, you know, what, what they have found that works, what, what makes them successful, what's important to them, uh, what they've seen over the years. Cause I, I think there's, there's just so much in this game, uh, that you can learn from others. And I mean, that's something I love doing is just, you know, picking others' brains and learning as much as I can from them. I wish I would have done even more of that uh, earlier in my career. Oh, that's great. I, I tell people all the time, and I think this goes along with what you're saying, is I, I think the great ones ask great questions. And when you ask great questions, you get great feedback. And when you have great feedback, you can have great results, right? And, and, and it sounds like, if I'm hearing you correctly, that asking good questions to the people that are around you and listening to those answers can be really, really beneficial. Oh, that, that's very well said, Riley. Yes. I, I, I love that. 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And then, you know, the last question that I just wanted to ask, there's, there's a lot of people having a hard time right now. We have unemployment in huge numbers. We have COVID-19, people dying. Um, we have 401ks being decimated. We have businesses that are struggling. A lot of unknowns out there. A lot of fear of the unknown. A lot of, a lot of change for people. Is there, is there any advice or any words of inspiration or hope that you can give to people out there right now that might be of, you know, of note for, for, for the people out there that are struggling a little? You know, these are some tough times and people are dealing with a lot of, you know, difficult circumstances, a lot of difficult things. Um, during times like this, it's, sometimes it is, it's easy to lose hope. Uh, you know, what I would say is to anyone, no matter what you're going through at this point is, is continue to persevere, continue to try, continue to work hard. Just, just never, never give up, never give, give into the circumstances that you might currently be in. And uh, look, look for the small successes, the small victories. And, and celebrate those, those small successes, celebrate those small victories. Look for positive things along the way. Uh, kind of like we mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, things are, are different for, for all of us right now. And it's, it's different working from home and uh, you know, doing things differently. But you know, I think it's also a positive that I'm able to spend a little bit more time just being around my family. Um, you know, I'm able to get that extra walk in every day and uh, I'm able to spend maybe a little bit more time, uh, you know, where I'm not on the road recruiting, I'm, I'm able to spend a little bit more time watching films. So, you know, no matter what, what it is that you're doing, I mean, look, look for those, those small positive things and, and celebrate those small victories. Oh, that's great, Coach. That's great. I, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time with us. Clearly, you know, tapping into your mind and, and into your mindset has been has been good for all of us. Um, we, we wish you continued success down at Stanford. Uh, please, on a personal note, if you ever need anything from me when you're here, even if it's just a, a, a good, like, uh, you know, uh, fire-broiled burger from my grill, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to grill one up for you when you're here in town. But uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate the hard work and the development of the young man um, that you're so influential upon uh, at Stanford University. It's been really, really good opportunity and fun for us to, to listen to your insights today. Oh, thanks, Riley. I sure, sure enjoy spending some time with you. Okay. Well, well, we'll talk to you soon, Coach. We appreciate you, and uh, best of luck. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much.